Hey, Conscious Investor. Welcome back to the final segment. Well, at this point, I would suppose I might add more to this segment um, as time goes on, because if you've noticed, it's 365A, B, C. Maybe I'll end up going through the alphabet. I'm not sure. But remember that this is just a micro series that we're injecting into the podcast as a reference point so that you can just come back and reference, okay, what do I need to understand about syndication? What are the three top things that I need to understand about being a limited partner or In today's episode, we're going to talk about what are three questions limited partners should ask about a deal. These are really important, and I'm asked this question quite regularly. And before I dive into this, I'm actually going to share, before I get to the three questions, okay, which have to do with the strategy, which have to do with the experience, and which have to do about the returns. Before I dive into that, I want to share with you a lot of the legwork, not like this is the legwork that the active partners are doing before they even present a deal to you. Okay. So they should have answers to the questions that you have. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes we need to go back and say, you know what, let me double check that. Let me get back to you. But this is a lot of the information that we are already like churning up before you ever, ever see a deal or a hint of a deal coming into your inbox or a phone call or a text or in some capacity, like so much work has been done. Months and months of work. Like deals don't just happen overnight. Deals come about through a long process um, that we have to go through. And so due diligence and research are absolutely incredibly important when it comes to apartment syndication. In a previous episode um, on this micro series, we were talking about location, location, location. Like why would a property lose money? Why would they lose residents? Why would their vacancy go down, right? And so doing the due diligence and the research is so critical and important to a deal running smoothly and successfully, okay? So um, researching the property, researching the market, researching the management, team to make sure that everything is aligned to create a strong and powerful investment opportunity. In that process, we are looking at all of the financials of the property. We call it a T12. That stands for a trailing 12. That simply means that we're looking at all of the the financial transactions that have taken place over the last year. I mean, think about this. It's basically like it's an audit of what is going on with this business. Because remember, when we're when we're investing in an apartment complex, we're actually purchasing a business. It's a fully functioning operational business, and that is what we're buying. So we need to understand what is the health of this business? What are the financials um, for the last 12 months? What is the rent roll? We're looking at who's paying on time, who's delinquent, who's up for eviction right now, whose rents are really low. Have they been raising rents at all over the last few years? We want to look at the operating expenses and Again, location, location, location. We need to know, is there a demand for res- like apartment residents in this? Maybe this is a place where everybody wants to have you know, huge mansions and having an apartment complex is weird and we don't need that here. People are not going to want it. So we need to make sure that there is a reason for the demand. Part of that is looking at, and I'm gonna get a little nuanced here, But within that market, we want to look at what is the average um, household income in this market and even in this little sub-market of the market? And can they afford the um, rents that we are going to need to charge? Now, 
think about this. It's not a matter. Sometimes people are like, oh, those, those people, they just go in there and raise, raise the rents. Think about it in this context. It's being purchased at a substantially higher amount, more than likely than it was initially purchased at. And so in order for the business plan to actually work out, the rents are going to have to be, you know, raised, you know, to make that float. Now, I am going to say that there is a caveat and some people are putting in, in their underwriting, they are putting in, and I'm kind of jumping ahead on myself, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to go down the rabbit hole now. And that is that we need to look at what is going on with the rents. Are the rents on the rise? And what is the trend of those rents? However, we must be extremely cautious. For the last few years, rents have been just skyrocketing and people have just been underwriting um, and saying like, oh, well, rents are going to just keep going through the roof. It's going to be great. And it's like, um, rents go down also. I have been saying that for the last few years, like just a reminder, rents go up and down. So it's really critical to understand, like, are you just banking on the rents going up at these exorbitant rates? Or is this an actual reasonable expectation that maintains and trends with what is taking place with the economy and with inflation and such, right? So this is really important to understand. And definitely one of the questions I'm jumping ahead that you should be asking about. Okay. Um, Additionally, there are tons of legal documents that are coming along that the active partners are preparing with the syndication attorney. And hey, if you need a reference for one, I have a really great syndication attorney. I'd love to point you in his direction. Um, And so it's important. All these legal documents have to be reviewed before you even see this deal. The letter of intent, the LOI, has been accepted. And now there is a PSA or purchase and sales agreement that is being negotiated between the attorneys. So similar to when you buy your single family house and you are going back and forth with counter offers with the seller and you want to buy the house and back and forth. Okay. Same thing's happening. It's just not taking place with real estate agents. It's taking place with real estate attorneys. There's a lot of money involved in that. Why do you think about that? Like, and you might just go buy your your real estate agent, you know, lunch or a coffee or something just to say like, wow, I get your professional services and I don't have to pay um, a substantial amount of money per hour to utilize all of your experience and knowledge to negotiate for me. Pretty amazing. So in these large multi-million dollar purchases, though, we do want to be represented by an attorney so that we are protecting you, wonderful passive investor, and everyone's investment. Okay, so I really like dove into a lot of things just to like tell you these are the things that are taking place. There's even more, but these are like kind of the bulk categories of things that are taking place before you even see the investment. So when you see the investment, what questions should you ask? Okay, question number one, what is the investment strategy and the market analysis for the property? Okay, so we need to, like, we're just taking a high level view. It's important that you understand the underlying market conditions, the demand drivers, and the competition for that specific property being offered. Okay, this is going to give you insight into potential growth and risk associated with this investment. One of my friends uh, was looking at an apartment complex that hadn't sold. It was, um, I, I won't say the market or anything like that, but as the person came to me and said like, Hey, what do you think about this idea? I said, well, it looks like um, it was under construction. They didn't finish it. It has a lot of 
government public funds going into it, but that creates gridlock and red tape. And you want to bring this on as your first op- first investment. And it's in this location that's compromised. Didn't really seem like all the risk and reward was there at all. Okay. So we're really looking at what is this market so similar to when you're selling your home, you know, if you're selling your primary residence, your real estate agent is going to do a market analysis. They're going to say, hey, these are the comparables in your neighborhood or within this proximity. And this is what they're selling for. And this is what we think the value of your home is worth. This is why. And we also do a more thorough analysis. We're not just looking at, okay, there are other apartment complexes, but we are also looking at what's proximity to the gas stations, to the grocery store, to the freeway, to the schools, to this, right? We're really looking at what is the location of this property? What is, what are all the drivers taking place here? Okay. I also mentioned the investment strategy. So uh, and, and I mentioned that my friend had been looking at this, um, you know, kind of almost like a big apartment fix and flip, if you will. And in looking at that, it was very, you know, it's like, okay, well, the strategy would be go in there, finish the build out and create the alliances with public assistance so that you could get these residents in there. Okay, that's a business plan. That's a strategy. Is that something that you want to execute on, Right. Many of you know, uh, Conscious Investor, you do know that we invest in a variety of different strategies, but we understand exactly what that strategy is and why it's going to work and be a success. So from everything from, you know, uh, ground up development to a fully stabilized purchase and everything in between, like if it makes sense for that area and we are confident that we can execute on that business, business plan and deliver those returns we're going to move forward with it. But golly, that one place that my friend suggested, I just said, I I don't think that's so great. He ended up going by, driving by and all of that and drawing his own conclusion that seemed very, very in line with what my conclusion was. All right. So question one was, you know, what's the investment strategy and the market analysis for the property? Or second question is, what's the experience and track record of the sponsors? Let's break this apart real fast. Remember that sponsors are signing on the loan. The general partnership is actually made up of, a fair, you know, like it could be made up of like five, six people, but the sponsors are the ones that are actually signing on the loan. They're actually putting in that risk capital and things like that. Okay. And so you want to know what is everybody on this entire general partnership? What is the track record here? Okay. Evaluate the experience, including successes and failures in real estate syndications. Um, And this is going to just really help you determine their level of expertise and their ability to effectively manage this property and execute on the business plan that they are suggesting to you. It's not really hard. I mean, track record, it is what it is. I am going to add this one caveat because I notice that a lot of very top tier uh, professionals transition into full-time active real estate investing, specifically in syndication. I have um, friends who have run like hundreds of millions of dollars worth of projects 
And now they're transitioning over into the real estate. So if you have somebody that you and you're looking into that track record, it doesn't mean just automatically scratch them off because they haven't, you know, gone full cycle in a real estate syndication, full cycle, meaning they haven't bought it, executed the plan and, and exited or sold the property. But you can look at their track record in, in their profession also and say like, oh my gosh, wow, you managed this substantial amount of things. You executed on it. You ran a team. You did all of this. You were the leader. You organized it. Those are transferable things. And provided they have other people around them that bring other specific real estate experience, it's not necessarily a broken deal. It's just something to be aware of. All right. And then finally, the third question you want to know is like, what is the expected return on this investment? And how is it being calculated? Okay. You need to be clear about the methods being used to calculate your returns. And this is going to allow you to make a very informed decision so that you can compare these returns on this offering to another offering. Okay. It's also important to understand the different risks and how they could impact the returns on the investment. So ground up development, um, that it has a substantial risk threshold to it. There isn't any cash flow for two years. And, you know, if you're buying raw land and, and developing it from the very get-go, getting it entitled and getting your permits and going through all of the processes, you know, with, um, engineering, environmental engineering and such, like that's a huge process. And there are a lot of ways that it can go wrong really fast. Um, and so you want to see like, okay, what are the risks with this? And how are those risks being mitigated? And how is that going to affect my returns? Where is that going to land for me? Okay. So those are some three key questions that you should, you know, be asking about any single deal, really understanding the investment strategy and the market analysis. Um, and remember that when you receive that OM or the deal deck, OM meaning offering memorandum from your, um, your general partner, from your sponsorship team, then they're going to be, they should be, I know in all of ours, we are always demonstrating to you, here's all of the evidence that we found, we've we've consolidated consolidated it to make it easy for you to digest, so that you can see this is the market. Here's what's going on, and we walk you through the, all of those elements step by step. I would say that any team that has a deal that's worthwhile should be demonstrating to you that they have done that legwork and are able to create, like, show you this body of evidence so that you can make a very confident decision on that investment. Um, remember also what is experience and track record and what is expected return on this investment and how is it being calculated? Short and sweet conscious investor. This is just one of those opportunities to just infuse a little bit of um, knowledge and understanding, provide that refresher. And remember, if this is serving you well, please share it with someone in your life because sharing is caring um, and it's just helps other people expand their horizons and their knowledge. I appreciate you, Conscious Investor. And until next time, live big, love bigger, and do great things. A lot of people missed out on my recent offering because they simply weren't on my investor list. Being on my newsletter list won't provide you with access to the deals I have. This is because 506B regulations require you and I actually discuss your investment goals before I can show you the deals I have. If you're on the fence about investing in apartments, schedule a call today at threekeysinvestments.com. 
If you think you're new, so you don't want to be on an investor list, you're missing out on opportunities to refine your ability to review offerings because you simply will never see them. So head over to Three Keys Investments and schedule a call.